everyone. I am Kurt. And I'm Luke. And this is The Breakdown. So glad to be here with you today, buddy. Yeah. How's it going? It's going really well. Awesome. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I'm a little tired. We're like week five at School of the Spirit. Are you sick? Uh, I don't think so. Why? Okay. Do I, no, I it just sound like everybody's sick. Oh, I'm sick. I feel very congested. I, oh, I felt congested for two weeks. Oh, since dude, coming back. That, that's not good. That's not uh, good. Well, when I compared it to everyone else on the trip, I got away with very little. Oh, sickness. wow. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't heard, go back and listen to last week. Luke had an amazing time in Iraq. I mean, I've really been meditating a lot on your trip Mm, and I wasn't even there. I've got to tell you, I haven't told Pastor Zach yet, but I actually had a pretty, uh, you know, you know, I don't know if you have dreams that you actually know are from the Lord. I've I've been able to identify these because they happen a lot. I'm a dreamer. Wow. And so I I can easily classify them. And so I have this dream um, about us being involved in a specific nation and how the Lord utilized us. So, wow. Yeah. So I don't know. I was wow. like, Lord, is this on the heels of Luke's, you know, experience in Iraq? I don't know, but I'm, I'm definitely excited to share it. No, with I, I would say, I would say probably because, you know, I, even when I was there and coming back, I've just had a, a very strong sense of that my life is moving. And this, this is a challenge for all of us. Cause I think yeah. this is how we're supposed to see our lives. Is yeah. We're not just individuals, but we are part of a body. That's it. And I really can see how so many of the themes and and even just the timing of it. Like I was mm. moving in 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 concert with what the Lord is doing here, what the Lord is doing there, and it's bigger than just our life. Yeah. And I've taken a lot of comfort in that. Where it's not my life is not all about me. Mm. Your life is not all about That's you. It. But the Lord um, meets you in it. And and does and does things in it that are unique to you, that are unique to me, but we're all part of this big body. We're all yes. part of this flock of sheep. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I I would say yeah, you pro- that is for sure what's happening, which I'm really excited about. So yeah. I I've got to write it down, and uh, I'm very excited to get into that. But hey, listen, before we even get into Sunday. Um, just thinking a lot about this greenhouse concept. I don't know if if your group uh, people have been talking a little bit about this, and there's there's like a groundswell right now, mm-hmm. and I know everyone's really excited and kind of anticipating. Hey, what is this going to be? And I have to say, the more that I sit and meditate on this concept, with the little that we currently know about it, and there's going to be a lot more. Mm-hmm. It's really simple. Basically, it's going to be having groups meeting in homes, breaking down just like we do here on the yes. breakdown, breaking down into smaller groups to really magnify the emphasis of, hey, let's break bread together. Let's share in the word. Let's go through life. Let's do life with one another. Amen. Amen. Well, yeah, because that's what I've, I know for me personally, a lot of my um, encouragement and growth comes from relationship. It does. You know, relationships that that are formed within the context of our church, but they happen outside of the church. And that's that's how the Lord meets us. Mm. You know, that's what Jesus did. Jesus went into people's homes. Yep. He got involved in people's lives and he's commissioned us to do that. Yeah. And you know, we can't we can't just stay in in the Sunday morning. Or, or the Sunday morning, Tuesday night routine or whatever right. it is that many of us have come from where we go to the building twice a week or once a week. You know, I, I talk to people all the time. It's like, hey, I come for an hour and a half, maybe two hours. I'll fellowship mm-hmm. with a couple of friends. But there is still 90% of your week left. 
Right. You know, there's so much of a chunk of the week left and to have time to do life with people. Mm -hmm. Now, some people are already off in groups and doing life together. But I would say that what I'm loving about the greenhouse is it is a way to catch all. It's a way to say, hey, listen, if you don't have a community that you're plugged into, Mm -hmm. because, you know, Luke, we were all trained in the early days. We were all trained the best. If I was to ask you this question, Luke, growing up in church, what is the number one way that you can feel connected to the body? Say it. Do you know? Well, I, this is what I was trained. Um, I would say you you have to go and get involved with okay a ministry. There you go, sir. <laughs> That's sir. Right, yeah. The number one thing that we were taught, and it's not not true. It's still true. But the number one thing that was drilled into us is when get people involved. Would, get involved. Get yeah. involved. You don't feel connected. Get involved. Which is important. It's important, but it's really only one aspect. You got to mm-hmm. do life with people. You got to have community. Right. You read through Acts and they broke bread together. They went from house to house. They fellowshiped. They studied the word, you know? Yeah. Or they talked about yeah. Jesus, you know? Yeah. I, I remember uh, growing up, my something my mom always said is, ministry begins at home. Mm. And that's so true. Yeah. Like we, it starts with the people that we live with. Um, and then in Christ, we are a spiritual family, which is one of our values here, right? That's it. So, and that's the purpose of the greenhouses is that we can grow together as spiritual families. Mm. Um, I know one thing for me that I'm looking forward to as far as being part of a greenhouse is the multi-generational yes. element where it's not just another young adults group. It's not just another group of people my age. So good. I will say this. While I am uh, a fan of having you know groups uh, separated at times, I am a multi-generational mm-hmm. I think all of us really, we, we don't grow in a vacuum, right? Right. We can become very, very stagnant when we just stay in a particular pocket and no growth really takes place as, or really exponential growth takes place. I'll say it that way. Mm. When we have the impact of multi-generations right, right there in the same room, you're learning from the senior, you're learning from the, the peer and you're learning from the child. Amen. It all happens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I'm very excited about this. Mm. I, I believe this week we're going to end up hearing more. So get your seatbelts on. It's going to be pretty amazing. And we obviously, I want to ask you a question. Do you hear what I hear, Luke? Do I? Do you? I think you were hearing hearing the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I'll tell you what, Sunday, I just, I was so glad to be here and to worship. Mm. That was the first thing that really got me. God was just doing Mm. so much in me, man. I was getting undone again in our time of worship. And then Jamal just taking us right into this place. Now, I will say this. I come from, I always tell this to our students in class, and I've shared it here, I come from a word of faith background. Mm-hmm. So with Jamal coming up and, and sharing these things, I was like, man, it is such a breath of fresh air to hear something that has been kind of beaten into my head mm-hmm. one way, yeah, you know, from a different perspective, and I was loving every minute of it. I was mm. soaking it up and saying, okay, God, this is really awesome. I love the points that he was highlighting. So I I know you've got some things that were stirring in you. Yeah. Yeah. No, because that, that is so true that we are caught up by visual visuals over um, auditory. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we see things, right? And if you think about it, even when you wake up sometimes, like the first thing is like, okay, what do I see? Right. Right. You know, and, and you, you notice, you notice the room, but then animals, like, they respond to sounds. Mm. And going back to the week before, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pastor Zach's message, what are we called to be? We're called to be sheep, yeah. right? Yeah. And Jesus in uh, John 10, I encourage everyone to go read John 10 because mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a wonderful application of this week's message and the week before. But Jesus says that I am the good shepherd. Mm. 
I know my sheep and my sheep know me. They know the sound yes. of my voice. Yes. So just so let good. that sink in. I am a sheep. Mm-hmm. I need the shepherd. The shepherd is my protection. The shepherd is the one who guides me. I need to hear the sound of his voice. Mm. But Satan will do everything he can to get me to focus on anything else mm. than the sound of his voice. So he is going to tempt my eyes. Yep, yep. And if we think about a lot of our temptations, they involve our eyes yeah. coveting. It's like I look, I see it, I want it. Yep, yep. Right? Or even just any of the other senses. Yeah. It's to a lot of Satan tries to engage the other senses so that we are so not true. listening. Or if it is listening, he'll try to put in a lot of garbage. You know, like that's why music is so powerful, and oh, yeah. Satan knows that. Yep. Yep. What we listen to affects our actions, affects our desires. It really does, and I mean that's why they call the eyes and the ears the gate. And you have to be very careful with the appropriate filters there, mm-hmm. what you're letting through. And when we're walking by the Spirit and we're listening to the voice of God, just a real practical situation, you could be listening to something or you could be watching something, mm-hmm. right? And and when a, a follower of Christ doesn't have to live legalistically, but you might be watching something and it may seem very, very innocent at the time. And that Holy Spirit on the inside may just say, I want you to turn away now. Mm-hmm. I want you to turn that off now. And yeah. you're like, but it's okay. Like, we're fine. I'm doing good. That all I kept thinking about was Eve in the garden. Yeah. And the, the serpent is tempting her right there. And then after he's whispering and arguing, she then deduces, mm. hmm, this is good. I'm looking at the tree. Yeah. I'm looking at the fruit. It seems good. It's mm-hmm. probably going to make me wise. Right. You know, so leaning into those senses mm-hmm. instead of following what was already heard. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And 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 that's that's where I think, you know, the walking by faith comes in. It's okay. I have heard from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Now I I put it into action. Yeah. And I I put that before me. I mm-hmm. put the word of the Lord before me and I walk in that. That's it. That's it. You know, it's interesting to me as, as we're sitting here dialoguing, Elijah is coming to mind. You know, you have all these things when when he goes up to the mountain, you've got the earthquake, you've got the fire, you've got all these different things, the whirlwind, but the Lord was in none of them. Mm-hmm. It was in that gentle voice, that mm-hmm. gentle breeze. Right. And I really believe that the Lord wants to lead us by his His speaking and our hearing, but we are so caught up on that visual sensation. Yeah. We're so like, oh, this is what I see right now. And he, you know, mm-hmm. Jamal kept driving home that we walk by faith right. and not by sight. And where does faith come? Well, faith comes by hearing mm-hmm. and hearing by the word of mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Yeah. And like one thing that the the Lord is is really working in me is how important it is that I spend time with him and I focus on my relationship with him mm-hmm. and not just the things that he has me do for him, the serving. Yes. Him, right? Because like I, it's so easy for us to get caught up in the doing. Yes. It's like, okay, Lord, you saved me. I want people to know about you. Right. I want to get right. involved in your kingdom. And he gives us these ways that we can serve. He gives us these gifts. But it's not about the serving mm-hmm. and it's not about the gifts. Yeah. It's about the relationship. There you go. And that's the only way I'm going to hear the sound of his voice is if I spend time with him. Mm-hmm. 
and then yeah, the serving he's that's part of that's part of us, you know, going out and being the church and yeah. and ministering to one another and to the world, but it's about the relationship. Yeah. And we have to place a premium on the relationship because that's what we're calling people to. Well, that's it. That's it. We can be saying, hey, come and get saved. And, oh, I, I am religious. No, it's not about a religion. Mm-hmm. It's about relationship. Yes. But then are we actually modeling relationship? Right. And so many of us, uh, we we understand Hebrews 2, verses 8 through 10 says that we are saved unto good works. But we tend to think we're saved to work. God needs workers, so therefore he got me saved. I need to go and do work for him. And when we like boil down the basic you know, understanding of what we have as salvation, many people actually think like that. Oh, God's got a job for me. Mm-hmm. He's got to work. I've got a purpose. Right. Hey, that's one part of it. And Luke, you just hit the nail on the head. It's for relationship's right. sake. God yeah. created Adam not out of need, but out of desire because mm-hmm. God is love. There's that desire to have fellowship and relationship, not need. He needs nothing. Mm. Now, we get to co-labor with him. We get to work with him. But that's a natural byproduct of what you just said, relationship. And and like you said, we were were talking with a student this morning in class at School of the Spirit, and the student was saying, you know, I realize that I have my devotions in the morning. I'll spend time reading. I'll Mm -hmm. spend time praying. But I don't pause. I don't make room right. for the Lord to speak. Yep. Now, have you ever thought to yourself, Luke, because I've actually asked myself this question. Why won't I give God time mm. to speak? Have you have you ever like asked yourself like self-reflection? Why am I not leaving room for him? Yeah, I th- and I think part of that is we d- we don't know, well, like, is there going to be a voice? Or like, what does it mean, like, giving him room yes. to speak? Like, what's he going to do? Yes. And I think think that that's part of it yep um but we have to we have to give that space Mm -hmm. because he does speak to us he speaks to us in our spirit Mm -hmm. and some people yeah they do hear a voice but most people know it's the it's the holy spirit impressing certain things and you you will know that it was the lord yeah i can't tell you i i I can't tell you what it's going to be like for you yeah experientially yeah but you will know and I would say the number one of the number one ways that we know the voice of mm-hmm. God is actually by being in his word. Amen. We actually yes. get to see the character and the nature of mm-hmm. God through his word. So we can start to identify Correct. some of the things we're hearing and we can say, oh, yes. wow, that really is the voice of the Lord. I know for me, as I was really wrestling through this early on, I was like, why, why am I not leaving that room? Mm-hmm. And what it boiled down to was I was afraid. Number one, I had two fears. Either God's not going to speak and I'm going to be disappointed, mm-hmm. or I'm not confident that what I'm hearing, I'm hearing from him. Right. There's always those three yeah. influencing factors. Yeah. Is it me, God, or the devil? Mm-hmm. Right? Well, you can measure it all. By because, the word. Yeah, by there you go, right Amen. there. You measure it Amen. all by the word. Right, right. And that's where, you know, we can't we can't devalue mm. Bible reading. Yes. We it's super important. And yeah, it, it may feel at times that it's just a discipline. Mm. But we have to engage in it because then once that word is in us, then the Holy Spirit can bring that to mind. Mm. And because God will never, God will never say anything. He will never, uh, he will never tell you something that is, that goes against his word. So, and we have to know his word. We have to test everything that's said. That's it. There's no new revelation. Right, right. There may be like a, a, 
like it may be presented to you yep. by the Holy Spirit in a fresh way for fresh. today. Yeah. yeah. But but the message cannot contradict the word of God. That's right. And that's where our that's where our understanding is. That's where our filter is. That's how we gauge it, which when you look at it that way, it like it makes it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. And I also love, in addition to that, you know, being a part of His Providence Church. One of the beauties that we have here is teaching and training on what we have coined and called yielding. Mm. How to hear from God. There's so many books written. There's so many different things. But getting into that posture and what we see every time in either an individual yielding session or in training at School of the Spirit is just like in our prophecy classes. People realize, I didn't know I could prophesy. Mm -hmm. You know, we can actually have these connections with God. And we are so, because of what we see, Luke, what Jamal was saying, we're so tuned into this natural world, Mm -hmm. what we see, that we haven't exercised and practiced the spiritual. Right. And and I, I loved how Jamal emphasized the Sabbath condition. Right there. The Sabbath condition. That's... That's the heart of it. Yeah. And that that's the heart of the relationship yep. is I am resting, mm-hmm. but I'm resting in the Lord. That's it. I'm not resting for the Lord. I'm resting in the Lord. Mm. And it comes out of sonship. That's it. Not, not, sl- <laughs> not a slave, not a, a slave state. So good. And that's how we, we experience that is by yielding. Yeah. Is by, hey, Lord, I'm resting in you. Mm-hmm. Speak to me. Just spend time with me, and and he will meet you there. Yeah, he will because that's what he wanted all along. I know, and that's what Satan destroyed at the beginning was the relationship. Yeah, it was you know like we we focus on you know the rules and the the sin coming into the world. Yeah, that happened, mm-hmm. but what was the consequence? It was the relationship was altered. Yeah, um, I when when uh, when he was preaching on Sunday. And it, he read the verses of, you know, Adam and his wife, they hid from mm-hmm. the Lord and they mm-hmm. made coverings. You know, they, they were so caught up on the visual yeah. and their shame. Yeah. But the thing they couldn't hide from was God's voice. Oh, man. So they, they could still <laughs> hear his voice. Whoa. But what they were feeling was that change in the relationship. Yeah. You know, and, so and, and, and God's like, no, I'm you aren't going to stop hearing me mm-hmm. and I'm not going to stop coming after you. That's so awesome. You talk about that rest that Jamal was bringing, that Sabbath condition, and my mind immediately went to Hebrews and Hebrews 4, where God had, you know, it's being communicated, reiterated, that there was a distinction in the old days because of the stubbornness of Israel that God swore, you're not going to enter that rest. Mm -hmm. But now there remains, Hebrews 4 says, a rest for the people of Mm -hmm. God. And so we actually learn a new condition. The, The work has ceased. We're not trying to get saved. We're not trying to be good enough. We're coming to the place of simply accepting by grace through faith, we have salvation. Mm -hmm. We can't earn it. We don't deserve it. In that place of rest, where God's at peace with us, Romans 5, 1, therefore having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Mm -hmm. So when we understand that God's not at war with us, and we come to that Sabbath condition of like, okay, wait a minute now. Let me slow down. So wait a minute. You're telling me that by believing on the Lord Jesus, that faith alone by his grace makes me a son or a daughter? Well, sons and daughters, they can hear the voice of their father. So wait a minute. I should be able to hear 
that voice. And this is what mm-hmm. I think it is, Luke. Amen. I think it starts with the expectation of, I'm going to hear from my father. Mm-hmm. Jesus said it, John 10, my sheep yes. know yes. my voice yes. and they hear from me. The voice yes. of another, they'll not follow. Mm-hmm. So circling back to that, that place of resting is where we're going to find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to stop <laughs> yeah. and listen. Yeah. Stop and listen. And then, you know, that's where, you know, what is... um. Paul in Philippians, he's like, you know, make every request known to God, mm-hmm. right? So that implies relationship. That's think true. of and and when you say every request, think of it as as you are a child. Mm. A child will badger their parent about everything. Mm-hmm. So go spend time with your heavenly Father and tell him about everything. Yeah. When it says make your request known, like just just do it <laughs> and pray. It says, don't worry. And Jesus says, don't worry. It's don't don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Yeah. Pray about everything. Yeah. Spend time. And then what happens? The peace of God that surpasses all understanding yeah. guards our hearts and minds. That's it. And that transcends our circumstance. Mm-hmm. And so then that gives us the confidence to walk in this world because we so know like, good. well, I am not alone. That's right. Really at the heart of anything is I, the miracle is when God's, when I know that God sees me in my condition, in mm. my confusion, in the feelings that I have. He sees me and he's like, I'm there with you yeah. and I'm taking care of it. So good. That's that's the miracle that we all need. It's so good. You know, when we are so focused on sight, I, I may have used this this example before, but I'm going to use it again because I just think it's fitting. You know, our oldest daughter, Lily, she was probably about uh, two to four years old and she couldn't see above at the countertop what I'm working on. And I was working on a little sandwich mm-hmm. for her for lunch. And she is like pulling on my mm-hmm. leg and she's saying, Daddy, I'm hungry. Daddy, you need to serve me now. I don't understand. Like, Daddy, yep. all these different things. And I'm right up here preparing for yes. her. Yeah. The very meal that she, I already thought about it because mm-hmm. I know what time it is. I, I did, that'll preach right there. Right. I've already prepared because mm-hmm. I know what time it is. I'm above where she can see. Yes. The Lord was teaching me in this moment. Yes. I'm above what she can see right now. Mm-hmm. She's solely focused on two driving needs, two motivating factors, her tummy and her eyes. Yes. Uh, my tummy's grumbling. My eyes don't see provision. Right. And this is what the problem was with the children of Israel. Mm-hmm. But we are in a new relationship and we can actually rest. This is where the guard of our hearts and minds mm-hmm. comes yeah. in peace in Christ Jesus because we've presented our need. Right. Not only have we presented our need, Paul says, prevent, present it with thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. There's that place of like, God, I know that you're so good that you're already way above right now preparing what I can't see. Mm-hmm. But by faith, I believe you got it taken care of. Amen. 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 Yeah. And that's why I think it's so important when we come into church that it's, okay, I'm here to spend time with the Lord. Yeah. I, I, I'm i not here necessarily because of a certain problem or a certain task that I have to do. I'm here to spend time with the Lord and really treating Sunday as the Sabbath mm-hmm. where it's, yeah, this is my time that I get refreshed by the presence of the Lord. Yeah. And I might know what I think I might think I know what I need correct but the Lord is the one who truly knows what I need yes. and I won't be able to receive that from him if I'm not resting in him and listening it's good that's good because we've come like you're saying we've come with what we think we need mm-hmm. and he's got something that could actually satisfy that plus something else right that's awesome so this other big point that we were both kind of looking at that uh, Jamal was bringing to us on Sunday is the weapon of our faith, looking at Ephesians 6 and Paul going through 
all the different uh, articles that you're going to put on the shield of faith is the one that we're we're looking at. And I thought, wow, that's so interesting because he actually called it uh, our weapon of faith. And I've never really thought it. I always thought about it in very much that that defensive protective place, which is good. Mm-hmm. But to call it a weapon was actually really awesome. And again, I'm going to say this. I grew up in the word of faith and we were always coming from the position of I'm an overcomer. Right. Mm-hmm. So I never even thought about mm-hmm. the importance of getting behind or getting under. Getting under. That's yeah. Shield. That was that was really, really cool. Really cool. And and when you think but when you use that illustration that Paul uses of, you know, the shield of faith, mm. that really helps. It really helped me where it's like, okay, yeah, this is my this is my stronghold. This is my place of safety. Yeah. But it's 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 what it's what covers me and mm-hmm. what I come under. But it's also for me to advance. That's right. So, and when you think back Love to it. you know the 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 Roman the Roman armies, which is the context that Paul would have that's right um, been presenting this from, and his audience would have recognized this. The way the shields would work is you would lock up with you do a shield like a shield wall mm-hmm. with with the with the soldier standing next to you. And then they could even have some above them. Yeah. So then you become kind of like a turtle, yeah. and then you can move around, <laughs> and you're not you're not bothered by the arrows of the enemy. Yes. And they would they would um because the arrows at that time like they would dip them in like uh flaming flaming oil and then and they would fire them. But the the uh, the shields would have like uh, a way to to um like catch them so that it wouldn't it wouldn't burn you. Wow. Right. Wow. So yes, like we lock shields yes. with one another in our faith, mm-hmm. and that that I think is super important within our context because yes. we tend to think of ourselves as, um, going back to yep. the previous week, you know, you can think of yourself as a lone wolf. Yeah. Or okay, I practice my faith in isolation yes. to other people. No, mm-hmm. that is not, not true. true. That's not true. We walk out our faith. Yeah. Within the context of a body of believers. Yes. So yes, I come under it, but I come under it with the people that are standing right next to me. So good. And then together we advance, we advance and take the ground. Oh, so good. There's a beautiful scene that we use uh, when we teach this in school of the spirit during the love letters class. There's a beautiful scene from the film risen, which is rather violent, but it's still a phenomenal film. And this really nailed it for me, understanding the way the Roman soldiers interlocked their shields and, like you said, kind of mm-hmm. created that shell on top. And this, I don't know if they ever did this, but but they have to advance, you know, sort of a, a stronghold. And so one guy runs on top mm. of the shields. They all kneel down. Right. And it's a powerful moment. Right. Yeah. And, and what we don't often talk about is exactly what you're bringing up. That it's important to understand that when Paul is writing, he's writing to an entire church. Mm-hmm. He's not writing to just an individual right. and say, keep that shield of faith up. Because the problem with just you having one shield is you still have three other points of exposure. Mm-hmm. Your, run, your, your right, your, your left, and your rear. Yeah. So you've got that shield in front of you. But when your shield is interlocked and covered on top and on your right and on your left and your rear, now mm-hmm. you're covered. And oh, yeah. this is the picture. Right of the body of Christ right. as it's advancing. Right. And when you're under that, the faces that you see mm. are the are the other soldiers. Yeah. So you we are encouraged by one another. So good. That's so good. That's what I'm saying. Going back to this and really looking at faith uh from this perspective. Right. Uh, I think it was really such a blessing, you know, and and then, you know, this this one here, I even wrote in a different color on my notes. I'm like, this is really good. Many people, is what Jamal was mm-hmm. saying, have an overstanding 
but never in understanding. Right. Allow your understanding to drive you to overcoming. Mm. This was a really key point, I think, for me. Mm. Uh, again, coming from that faith background, it's like, okay, I just use faith as the tool. Right. I don't necessarily, or I, or, or I, we've come to learn that faith is this understanding. I'm yes. coming to the place of coming under that right. faith. Well, because what does it start with? What, what Jamal was saying, it starts with his word. Yes. It's what we hear. Uh, yes. You know, I love, I, Jamal said his word is light. His word is sight. His voice is what we see. Yeah. So it starts with that. Mm-hmm. And so that word, we hear it. It takes root in our mind and our heart. We are transformed by the renewing of our mind. Yes. We then know where we are to walk. Yes. And so that is where the faith comes in, where it's like, no, I know where I'm going. That's right. I know what he has called me to do. Mm-hmm. I know what it is what is true. So it doesn't matter the enemy standing in my way. We know that this is where the Lord is going. So we hold that up. We come under that and we go. That's so good. It's so important. And to realize, you know, you and I have said, it's been a year now that we've been doing this, about a year, maybe a little bit longer. Mm. And and one of the things we've discovered going through all of last year is that because we're an apostolic church, because we're a prophetic church, mm-hmm. you have not only the driving force, but you have the calling voice. Amen. And so there's this consistent theme. Yeah. Throughout a Sunday message, regardless of who's preaching or teaching, the Holy Spirit, because we're submitted to the voice of the Father as a church, we're open to what the Holy Spirit is saying, and he'll say it through any vessel. Mm-hmm. And already, right. and we haven't even end capped, we're just closing out the year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me, the, the month. We're just closing yep. out this very first month. And in all four of these Sundays, there's already so hey, much of a yes, theme yes. that you can see and part of it is unity in community, that mm-hmm. we have to be in community, right. and that community has to be unified. Only then are we going to be able to advance, like Correct. you're saying. Yes, yes. amen, amen. Because you know, we, we talk a lot about the manifestations of the, of the sons and daughters of God, Yes, but that comes from a place of unity. It does. And it comes from knowing what the Lord wants us to do, where he's calling us to be, yeah. how he wants to have that relationship with us. Because mm-hmm. that's what our, when we when we go out, that's what we're calling people to. That's that it. is the manifestation. <laughs> it right? really is. It really is. Hey, man, I will say this. The one final remark that I had that I wanted to bring up that was at the very first thing that Jamal said, I want to kind of close with today, if possible. You have any other uh, things no, you want to touch on? I thought this was so cool. As Jamal began his message, um, he he kind of got a little baby uh, tongue-in-cheek about the last time he led worship. He was talking about oh, bouncing back yeah. and forth. Yes, yes. But what I love in that that he communicated was he said, the apostolic leadership of our church, because they are listening to the voice of God mm-hmm. and there's a humility in mm-hmm. the apostolic leadership, they're not quenching other giftings because there's no, no threat. Right. Now, many of us have come from backgrounds where different churches and different leaders are threatened by some giftings, and so they get quenched. Mm-hmm. So to me, is as I thought it was a great way to really start the message and open the door and say, hey, yeah. listen, like our leadership here has really done a great job of making sure if, if there's something that's stirring inside yeah. of you, we're not going to be mm-hmm. the ones to quench it. Amen. Amen. And, and, and that goes back to having a relationship with God yeah. and hearing his voice. Yeah. Because I know for me personally, um, you know, I had to grow from a place where I was no longer intimidated by other people's giftings. Yes, sir. And the way that happened was me 
really falling in love with Jesus for who Jesus mm. is and then falling in love with how Jesus made me. That's good. And then it's like, then then that that competitiveness kind of falls off because yeah. it's like, well, I love Jesus and I don't, I, and I have that intimacy with him and then I love how he made me. So then it causes me to appreciate how he made you. Yes, yes. That's the, that'll preach all day. That's so good. I really sense that that is what we're going to start to see in the greenhouses mm. because as as the Lord really, as I believe the, the hastening of the Lord is coming, right? I mean, he is coming. If the apostles, if our early forefathers believed it was within their time, we know we are so close. Mm-hmm. We're so close. And he's coming and returning for a bride that's unified, you know? And I think it's beautiful that we're going to be able to get into community one another, actually have some healthy discourse, learn to talk with one another, yeah. learn to share the differences, mm-hmm. learn. This is what I'm constantly teaching my children right. and we teach in the class. Learn that you don't have to be right. Right. And part exactly. of you proving that you're okay not being right all the time is just you being quiet mm-hmm. and loving your neighbor because Jesus loves Amen. your neighbor. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah. So yeah. lots of great stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, this is only month one. I can't wait to see where we're headed here as we begin February. So Amen. any final closing remarks from you? No, I would just challenge all of us. Let's let's spend that time with the Lord. Yeah. Really come to that place where we are experiencing the Sabbath condition so every good, day. So good. Um, and then and really just intently listening to what the Lord is saying and then talking about it with other people. Yeah. Because that's where we find encouragement. And a lot of times, you, again, going back to what we were talking about at the beginning, we don't live our life in isolation. Mm. And there's a lot of times that the Lord is talking to multiple people in the same group about very similar things. But we find that out by sharing with each other. It's like, yeah, see, this is what the Lord's doing in us as a body. Yes. Not just me as an individual. Yes. Very good. That's awesome. Well, I'll close us out in prayer today. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness and how wonderful you have been. Lord, I remember what your word says, that there are times that will be faithless, and yet you remain faithful because you cannot deny yourself. So thank you for continuing to be faithful to us as individuals and continuing to be faithful to us as a body. You will not forsaken or abandon your bride. And so you are here for us. You are with us. Lord, we pray for every hearer that we would have a greater understanding this week of your voice that's speaking. Help us to get into your word, to study your word, to know how to rightly divide the word of truth and rightly discern uh, what you are saying. So thank you for this. Thank you for your love. We pray not only for our own ability to grow in relationship with you, but also that we would grow in relationship with one another. This is truly the law and the prophets, to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourself. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. And that's The Breakdown. We'll catch you next week.